What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Malcolm Go podcast, January 11th, 2024. Uh, Tony, Tyler on Zoom, distraught. Distraught is the word to start this podcast with. Bummed, gutted, um, just overall exhausted, Tyler. I don't know how you feel. Bill Belichick is out as the Patriots head coach, as they announced uh, basically an amicable split, which was probably not amicable at all. Um, It's just a weird, sad day. Um, And as embarrassing as it is to say, it's like losing uh, a family member, an old grumpy uncle. They're just gone now. No longer coming to Thanksgiving. Drunk and partying and falling asleep on the couch. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where we go from here. I just, I had it out a little bit with Tom E. Curran on Twitter today. The replies, the mentions were on fire. Um, I've just been, I mean, I had, a, I had a weird day. I mean, I wasn't at the office because I had to take my son to a doctor's appointment. This, of course, dropped at 7 a.m. This is the first thing I see when I open my eyes. I just, I saw it. It didn't even, like, my, my, my... I was so I think I've just I burned all my senses from the the Brady uh leaving like that my stomach really dropped in my gut and I felt like roller coaster uh you know with the Brady one this one I was like all right fuck it like I can, you can't even hurt me anymore I'm like almost like just a you know a dead person that's just wandering through life like 
I don't know, like the kid, the guy from Manchester by the Sea, whose whole family burns down in the house. That's what I am now. I'm just a, I'm just a guy that goes through life. You can't hurt me anymore. Um, so I saw it immediately. My phone is blowing the fuck up. Like I mean, like I'm holding the nuclear codes. You know what I mean? Like I have to press a button, and it just never stopped all day. Um, so I, I, I just want to. How you feeling today, Ty? I mean, it's a fucking, it's a weird day. Tony's on the verge of tears right now. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it on the camera. Tony is sad. I mean, it's sad. I mean, the I, I the thing about us is we're hardly ever wrong. So I we agree. did about an hour and a half podcast last night of, about what Bill is how Bill is going to turn this thing around. Yeah, <laughs> and we just couldn't have been more wrong. What's your we name? did a. We did probably three or four podcasts leading into Brady leaving. There was. I still am convinced. Like, all right, well. Brady and Bill, they're going to be here next year. Yeah, like, but I don't, gonna... we don't think that Bill's left the building. I mean, he's – can you imagine the – like, how sad, like, Bill's, like, packing up boxes? What is he doing right now? Is he, is he in his office? His, by the way, 25-year office. It's, that shit doesn't – you don't just, like – it's not fucking Post-it notes. He's accumulated yeah. fucking volumes and volumes of shit. I mean, you're basically clearing out the fucking Boston Public Library out of this guy, out of the fucking stadium to get Bill Belichick out of it. Like, you could not go anywhere in that stadium without his fingerprints on it. I mean, there's everything from fucking the food vendors on down, I mean, up. I mean, there's nothing that he hasn't touched or, you know, I mean, there's going to be photos of him and all types of shit everywhere. I mean, if you're really going to strip this fucking stadium of, like, Bill Belichick... I mean, that's a fucking a, a process in itself. I don't know. What do you make of the, uh, the press think, conference they had today? So the the press the whole thing was kind of um, it was a little phony. Like I think Bill wanted to do the press conference, wanted to say goodbye. It wasn't just like a hey, this is it. And if you listen to Bill's press conference, it was you know we did all this, the players. Thank you to the reporters. You guys had a tough job. Thank you to this. Thank you to that. All the other guys, all the coaches, thank you for them who put the hard work in. And then Kraft gets up and it's just, I felt me, my, and it's like, Kraft, you might have like, you might have kind of fucked up. Because not only this, he also lied about Bill. He's in his next press conference that he did just by himself. He goes, uh, Bill, he purposely said it a couple times. He said, Bill has made every single football decision that's happened in the last 24 years by himself. Like, he, he said it like that. Like, purposely like, hey, I'm not involved in any of this. And then an, an hour later, we, it comes out, oh yeah, Mayo's contract is designed for him to be the next head coach. So, yeah. Bill made that contract? Bill put in his contract? Like, it's not even may- true. I no. mean, how many times did you hear that, like, literally fucking Kraft and, and Brady did his contract extensions on the plane? And, like, literally, I got like, the, the outline of it on airplanes. Like, it happened more than one time. Him and Kraft sat down and did their their contract. Like, I don't disagree. He probably, like, he said, you know, Scott Pioli was probably making a lot of decisions early. And he's like, after we won the third Super Bowl, it was just Bill. Because Scott was gone. And then nobody, and I got it. That was probably his best answer of the whole thing was like, how do you, you don't, and I said it on the podcast yesterday. I was like, how do you take something that he's had for 25 years away? You don't do that. You can't. It's, it's, you either add to it 
But it, even still, there's always going to be like, we got to go to Bill for this. Like, you're not going to bring in, we talked about it yesterday, you're not going to bring in a young kid who's like, I'm making the fucking decisions now, Bill. You know what I mean? You fucking coach the team. It's never, it was never, it was a pipe dream to anybody to even think that was going to happen. I think Bill wanted to stay. I think Kraft probably wanted him to stay, and they were going that route. And then the Vrabel firing threw a whole fucking wrench into the works. That's why my fucking, I went from, you know, 99% he's coming back to 75, and then Vrabel's fired to 65, and then here we are today. And then, like, now you're getting all these, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a two-horse race right now. There's not, it's not going to be anybody but Vrabel and Mayo. Which, what are you gaining? I'm trying to talk to, like, Curran and have, like, a real fucking, you know, there's people in, like, I made great points. I pat myself on the back. But, like, he came back and, like, just, you know, regular responses. And I'm responding to him, and then he fucking ghosts, right? And then everybody in the mentions is like, fuck you, fuck you, not to me, to Tom Curran and shit like that. So I'm like, all right. Like, I can't even talk to this guy because all he's, he's just getting bombarded with fuck yous and pussy and fuck you. You know what I mean? You liar and all this well- shit. And I'm just like, all right, like maybe you come on the podcast. We'll have a real conversation. But I mean, what are you like? I get it. He wants Mayo to be the coach. Mayo's his guy. And he's probably been his source since fucking day one. They did a TV show together. Um, this could be like if Mayo gets the job, it's kind of, I don't know if it's like a slime ball stab your fucking guy in the back move. Like it seems like you literally, no. you, you're giving this information to Curran. And then you're becoming like to become the head coach, basically, of the Patriots. When all you did was learn from this guy. No, because here's what I think. I get that does. I know what you're saying, but I, I think everyone falls into, like, it's very easy to look at a team, and them to go, you know, not a lot of wins one year, and be like, all right, well, this isn't working, so let's get rid of this. Like, let's fire them. Let's move on because this isn't working. But no one, everyone's quickly to say this isn't working, but no one says, all right, so what should we do next? They're like, well, I don't know what we should do next. I'm just telling you this isn't working. So we have to move on from this. It's like, well, if you, if you're going to get rid of a a tenured coach who, who does, you know, say there's a hundred things, he does 95 of them well. Yeah. And then you get rid of him and then you bring in someone who does 60 things well. Well, what? We just got worse. Is it like, yeah, those five things that we did badly, we needed to improve on those. Granted, you could say in the last few years, it, it was compounding the talent, the, the no talent was getting worse and worse. But I just think everyone falls into this. This isn't working. Get rid of the coach. And that's going to solve everything. I don't think it's going to solve. It becomes a cycle. Much. It becomes a cycle. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised, honest to God, like, if they went and Mac Jones is your starting quarterback for whoever the coach is next year. It wouldn't surprise me one bit at this moment. Like, now no. that Belichick's and gone, they say it's, now that B- they Bill's say, gone, they could fucking say, re- okay, fresh start, Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, exactly. take, a rece- and take Marvin Harrison. You know what I mean? Or Which, fucking a tackle. Anything. You yeah. Know, and what, where does, you know, first, first move for a fucking new head coach, you're going to keep Mac Jones? We'll see how that goes. And then know what that does? Here's what that does. That with the new GM comes in, they have another bad year next year. The new GM gets to go, well, that wasn't my quarterback. So they draft a quarterback who's young, and then you have another rookie, you have another young quarterback the next year, and then they lose a couple more years, and now we're Oh no. You hate to see it. Like we've been in the playoff hunt. Yeah, we lost you a little bit there in the last second. Um 
So just if you want to repeat what you just said, because it seemed like you had some hot, hot well, goss. Well, I'm basically saying like we we they're saying the like Bill has been a failure for the since Brady. We haven't really seen failing yet. We we won four games. Like now, do this for the next seven years, and you're the New York Giants. You're the Jets. Like you know, it's a laughing stock, a fucking uh, a mat. You know, a doormat. Like, no respect whatsoever. You were the Buffalo Bills for 20 years. I mean, this is, I don't see, like, if you're moving on from Bill Belichick, who's a master at salary cap, a master at, okay, his talent evaluation has been down. No doubt about it. Every, every single coach in the history of coaches, uh, in any sport, in any part of the country, on any fucking planet, is going to get worse if the two, two of the top 10 best players of all time leave your team. Okay, you have the number one best player that's ever lived or played. He leaves. Then you have a tight end, you know, uh, again, a top 10 player of all time in my mind. You know, definitely in everybody else's mind, probably top 25. Um, how are you going to – and you're losing this constant brain drain of coaches and rebuilding your staff constantly, and everyone is trying to get a piece – of the Belichick uh, way in the fucking front office and everything, and he's rebuilding that and recycling that. I mean, how do you expect a guy to compete consistently, especially after he loses Brady and Gronkowski and whoever? I mean, all the million other guys, fucking McCordy, you know, all the guys that helped over the years, all the dynasty players that were here for a long time, you know. Yeah, of course, Brady's the constant and the biggest one, but there's other guys, too, that all, like, the fucking culture guys, the Willie McGinnis, the fucking Brewski, uh, Harrison, Seymour, all gone for different... Cordy, yeah, most exactly. recently. Yeah, exactly, M most recently. And then, I mean, how do you expect a guy to keep refilling the tank and building a culture while also losing, you know, at least 40, 50% of his coaches every year, you know, 25, 35% of his fucking front office every year. And I sound like a fucking broken record, but it's true. Like, how do you do it? You can't do it. And then you go and you, go and you say, okay, well, we got Gerard Mayo set up as a fucking, um, as the bridge or the next guy. Like, his, his contract set up. Okay, you got a guy that was not a head coach ever. A guy that has never been a coordinator. Was on TV three years ago. Sure, he played for Belichick. He's coached under Belichick and worked with Steve Belichick for three years or whatever it is. Good coach. Everyone loves him. Ex-player. People will probably listen to him. But, like, how the fuck do you know? He's going to run the same exact – what does he bring you in any shape or form that's different than Belichick except he brings you less? Like, you can't tell and me that Gerard Mayo is going to give you more, like, I don't know, I don't know, like uh, getting through to younger players. I don't – like, you can't sell me on that. That's the if only that's what we're why. going with too, if that's what we're going with too, if that's what you want, Rabel is sitting right there, who's a better version of whatever Mayo is going to do. Yeah, Rabel is what we hope Mayo could do. So going with Mayo seems like a, a bad pick. But here's the other thing: you're talking about building the roster and in the salary cap genius. So the year, uh, not the Cam Newton year, because they knew that was going to be a down year with uh, cap space, which they still went seven to nine with Cam was out for four. Yeah, games or whatever with COVID. That was just a shit show of a season. They had a chance, though, towards the end of the season to make the playoffs. The next year, they were set up with all that money and a good draft position. And they basically gave them themselves like a three-year window. So they had all this cap space. They had a good draft pick. They went with Mac, 
and they picked up some players, whatever, and they gave themselves a little window to be good. And, you know, they made the playoffs. Then they should have last year was, I mean, they should have 100% made the playoffs last year. And then you turn to this year, which was a, a bad year. But now we're set up again to, like, we're not stuck with any of these players. We're not in this hole. We're in a perfect position to rebuild again. So, like, we didn't make these drastic mistakes that set us back 10 years. We had one bad year out of three that we're going to, like, again, next year with the cap space and the draft pick, like, we should be able to move forward. I don't even think the draft picks have been bad. Is Gonzalez bad? Is Keon White bad? Is Barmore bad? Like, no, and then this, would, this is what fucking, you know, and this is what, you know, your superstar or your your core players now, your Barmore, Keon White, Christian Gonzalez, um, um, sorry, Jabril Peppers. Um, now they're you know they're entrenched, but they're great as Patriots defenders in a Belichick defense. So you are fucking stuck. Like you can't change the defense. So you mean you can make little changes, but it has to be the same base defense. You can't go out and just all of a sudden change your whole model, become a San Francisco fast linebacker defense. You know what I mean? It's not going to be that. It's going to be... Cover three shell. Yeah, it's never going to be... It's going to be man-to-man corners. That's what you have. You have limited pass rush, but you set edges. You've got big safeties that cover. It's like you're set up in that situation, in that way... You can't go away from Patriots Bill Belichick fingerprints again. Like, what are we doing? Why are we why are we taking away like literally unless you bring in Vrabel, who never technically coached under Belichick, but is like, you know, he's obviously fond of the organization, is is a, a Hall of Famer in the Patriots organization and loves it here and loves all everybody about it, but like you're almost jumping in the guy's grave. I mean, the guy that taught you everything you know about not, you know, about professional football made you a Patriots Hall of Famer. But like, you have to, on one hand, you have to stay with a Belichick guy. But on the other hand, why would you go away? Why would you stay with a Belichick guy and then not just keep Bill? Especially if he only has one year left. You know, let Bill fucking make his high draft picks that he never got a chance to do. He got one fucking, he got Richard Seymour. Was that a miss? His fucking only high draft pick. Um, Gerard Mayo, again, another high draft pick. I mean, that was later, but like fucking, I think he got him for trading Richard Seymour. So, I mean, it's, he's not, he hasn't missed on those guys. Christian Gonzalez was a huge hit. Uh, even Mac, everyone thought was a huge hit when he's the early up. You know what I mean? It's just like, why would you, you know, you know, Bill's going to be cognizant of future years. He always is. He's always laying out contract structures the correct way. So you're not fucked down the line. Uh, you know, you don't ever, you're never getting these fucking, you know, Patrick Mahomes $75 million years. You know what I mean? Like in 2026, he's going to be worth $85 million or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's, they're set up for like four more years. He could have just done one more year with his contract, see if he turned it around. And now you're in a fucking position where he's going to break the all time wins record on another team. Just kind of like how Brady broke the yards record in New England for a fucking Tampa Bay team that didn't give a fuck, um, you know, broke every, you know, every record, wins record, whatever, touchdown record, whatever the fuck he broke when he was in Tampa Bay, and then win another Super Bowl. Like, how's it going to look when you lost Brady, he won a Super Bowl, you're going to lose Belichick, because one of those teams is going to lose, that I'm thinking in my head, Dallas or Philadelphia, and I guarantee you one of them is going to throw 
everything they got at trying to get Bill Belichick in there to get him over the hump. I guarantee you. Like, Bill Belichick isn't going to take a job till February because one of those teams is going to lose early. Dallas might lose in the second week. Philadelphia probably lose this week because they're shit now. And then all of a sudden, you're going to look at these young coaches and they're going to be like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? Like, especially Dallas. I don't expect Dallas to give a shit about Mike McCarthy. They would move on from him in a second. And they're ready to win now. There's, you know, I don't know. I just, it's just, I don't Mike McCarthy feels like a guy. Mike McCarthy feels like a guy that, like, he could be, he could go to one of those, like, all inclusive resorts in Mexico, and his wife would just sleep with the bartender, and then he would still <laughs> just get on the flight home with her. He's a, <laughs> he's, he's a t shirt in the ocean guy, definitely. He looks yeah. like he bakes yeah. hard under a Mexican sun. There's no way that guy ever ha- doesn't have one, a cabana hat on. Just, you know, you know the picture uh, of Mike Felger with a towel on his tootsies, like when he's in the when he's in like uh, the all inclusive vacation. He's got, you know, it's, the sun must have been baking down on his flip flops, so his feet were burning. That's why I picture Mike McCarthy. It has to have just full, you know, sunblock, and also a, he's got a sun shirt on that covers all the way down to his knuckles. I don't know. You know, I I did see a lot of oh people. Kraft is hired. Parcells, uh, Pete Carroll, and Belichick. It's like, well, that's not exactly how that worked. Yeah, he didn't Parcells hire Parcells. Parcells. He inherited Parcells. Yeah. He hired Carroll. He fired him. Also, oh. he had a fire. Oh, no. Yeah, Parcells, Parcells quit walked. on him. Yeah, Parcells yeah. quit on him at the Super Bowl. He couldn't even contain Bill Parcells in a Super Bowl, in an AFC you know, winning season. You know what I mean? Couldn't contain Parcells. Um you know, I think I just think Bill's. I mean, Bob's anxious. I think he heard a lot of media shit, and this is where I got into the argument with Tom earlier. Tom Curran was all based on, yeah, okay. I don't think you're fucking, uh, you know, I don't think you're undermining the team or you want Belichick out. But like, I think that Boston media specifically and radio. And TV, like on those fucking Nesson channels, fucking Boston Sportsnet or whatever the fuck that's called. But like, they're driven for interaction and entertainment. They're not driven for, you know, a Mike Reese report where it's just give the news. This is what happened. I'm not going to speculate. Here's what the hell. You know, Mike Reese, when he speculates, is right nine out of ten times. Like, I've never seen him be like, you know, start thinking, why was he doing that? You know, he doesn't think, he's like, that's an odd thing that happened, and then start thinking about why that happened. Whereas, like, uh, Ben Volin or Tom Curran will be like, oh, chinks in the armor, you know what I mean? Let me just be like, oh, maybe it's time to move on. Or just shit like that. They just speculate wildly. And I'm not going to say, like, you know, like we said, Boston Sports Radio is driven to be like, your team sucks. Um and that's so people call in and fight with them and then mush brain fucking guys that want to be friends with their you know their radio heroes will believe it they think that they just 24 years ago hired some bum that you know got lucky with a quarterback and just fucking was stupid stupidly dragged along for six super bowls and nine afc championship wins like that's what they think is just like he was useless didn't need him it was just tom that was it the whole time um like he didn't have to be developed in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, it's 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 sad. I mean, you get into the mentions 
of like the white knights of Tom Curran on my fucking feed. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guy. Somebody was like, we got to get the stench of Belichick off the team. So excited for Mayo. I was like, first of all, Mayo wasn't even the coach yet. Second, the stench of Belichick, you fucking buffoon. Delusional people that we walk amongst. I mean, what are we, what are you looking at? What were you, do you have any happiness in your life? How could you think that? This was a, like the stench of Belichick ruined the team. Like, what do you need? I don't know. Some people need to be babied. I, I think it is. It's I just think the bitterness. Thing. It's the Brady bitterness still. That is never going to go away for people. People are never going to. Yeah. Bill it's, fumbling the end of Brady is is just and it, it's a you know it's a pretty dark spot. It's the only but, really thing you can say in his career that he kind of fucked up. Yeah, I get it's a big fuck up too. Yeah, I mean. Of course. I mean, it's who there's, I mean, Bill himself would be like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have made that call. But like looking back on it, I guarantee you'd be like 10 out of 10 times. I'm making that call. You know what I mean? Like the fucking guy was 41 or 42. Nobody even even played that long. You know what I mean? And he's good. It's like, I'm going to play three more years. And Bill's like, what the fuck? Like I need, we need to set this team up for like the future and, like, every time you draft a high quarterback, he gets bullshit. Like, you're not giving Brady enough tools. But, like, at what point is Brady going to stop? You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, he did make, like. Up and retire like Gronkowski did. Like, just retire. You know what I mean? Leave the team in the lurch, and then they got nothing. But after Brady, like, the future is, like, 10-7 and seven and making the playoffs. Like, we're never going to go back to what we were. So, you know, on that aspect, like, it was, you know, it was bad. But at the same time, like. I still think Brady had a, a role to do with it. I mean, Gronk said it like when Gronk wanted to leave and he wanted, he was like pouting and like, then they tried to trade him to Detroit. Gronk was like, well, they should have traded me. I was acting like a baby. It's yeah. like, so there is the level of like, I'm sure Brady has some, I mean, granted he won a Super Bowl, so I'm sure Brady actually doesn't give a fuck, but yeah. I'm sure there's some level where he's like, I wish I could have just, you know, like Quit after he was in Tampa for a while, he admitted that, the the coaching here is like I didn't realize how what I had with how great Bill actually like was like I he knew he was great but like he thought maybe you could find that other places and it's like no the same way Bill thought he could win with another quarterback yeah everybody's ego in the NFL I think is just over the top everyone thinks they can do what they can do and everybody else you know people need them but like you know the fans are gonna be in an uproar the minute like. You know, like, the, the the shit you took for granted, just, like, I mean, it hasn't been as good as late, but, like, the special teams, like, play the fucking, just, like, the 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 out-and-out brains of, like. Well, it's just a game plan. Example, it just, like, it, it just isn't even an example. Like, the mistake, minor mistakes that, like, you would never expect a Patriots team to do, which, like, these last two years, trust me, it's been miserable watching, and it's been very non-Patriots-esque or Belichick team-esque, but, like. Like when Brian Hoyer took over for like uh, you know Cam Newton when he got the fucking when he got COVID right in Kansas City he had a chance to win that game and then he's like taking inexplicable sacks throwing the ball away fucking fumbling like doing shit that only guys that didn't study the game plan like wasn't in tune because he was like thrown into the game last minute you know what I mean that's like or something like a, even as like the Denver game twenty years ago when like they take an intentional safety to uh, an intentional safety to, to fucking kick to Denver so they can get the ball back and win the game. 
like or taking the wind against Denver in well, overtime in Gillette Stadium. Like these are things that only Bill Belichick thinks of. Like it's that's never like, gonna be that that game, level of fucking detail anymore. Well, it's game planning with the Rams when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl, and then you know that Rams offense with Gurley and and the the short quick stuff, and then Bill's like, all right, we're gonna go to a six man front. He had six guys on the line of scrimmage, completely shut down that offense. And then if you look the next year, every single team that played the Rams ran that six-man front. They just yeah. said, oh, this is what Bill did to hold him the three points in the Super Bowl. Boom, that's the what Rams. we're doing. Yeah. Heinz Ward was telling a story about um, they would use Heinz Ward as a um, – basically what they would do is they would use him as a – not Heinz Ward. It was, uh, it was Denver. So Denver's cornerbacks – what right. they would do is they would uh, basically play like man-to-man on the outside, like pretty much, and do like all up blitzes, like zero blitzes a lot, right? So what Belichick figured out was if you use your slot corner and you motion him in and you have him pick up one of the blitzes, the slot corner who's covering man-to-man is not blitzing. So he's eliminated from the play, and the receiver gets to pick up a blitzer. So you basically have one guy blocking two, and it solved the issue of how to stop this Denver defense with, um, you know, that had the incredible corners and and stop like their Denver defense on the blitz, and it didn't work because the Patriots ended up losing. But the next week, the Steelers good. did it with Heinz Ward, and that's how Heinz Ward and the Steelers made the Super Bowl, and they won that year because yeah. Heinz Ward came in and he was blocking, and he was fucking a machine. So it's yeah. like little things like that where like. Belichick figured out, all right, this is what this team's doing. This is what they're dominant at. And then just figured out how to take it away. And the whole league replicates it. Yeah. He's the greatest at taking away your biggest weapon on defense, on offense. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times, like, I mean, Dwight Freeney, J.J. Watt coming in with fucking two sacks a game, unstoppable. And, like, they run at them. Like, fucking the, the way that they, they would neutralize these guys, but with, like, literally wouldn't even double team them. Matt Light was man-on-man with Dwight Freeney or fucking Marcus Cannon man-to-man with J.J. Watt all day, and then they just, like, you know, run at him. That's like they would just neutralize him or fucking, you know, screen passes. Just just eliminate the best player on each side of the ball every time. And, like, yeah, can you do it with other guys? Probably, like, Mayo ran the defense. He understands the defense. What does he know about offense? What does he, like, I, I got into a little argument with a guy that was defending, like, current today he's like do you think he's these that mayo is going to be the gm i said no i don't think he's going to be the gm but i think you need a head coach that knows all facets of the game at least a little bit like he's never been a coordinator maybe he's calling the plays or he's coordinating the defense or whatever he's helping but i'm sure that bill and steve and gerard are all in the meetings together designing the defense and game planning the defense like i don't think gerard's ever been in an offensive meeting you know what i mean like does he know what it takes to attack NFL defenses. Does he know like who to hire or who to bring in? Like you want a head coach that's going to have a say in coaching. Like you don't want a head coach that's just going to be there. Well, I, I, I tried to explain. I was like, so what does a head coach do? Because like you can't just have a GM create the team and just be like, okay, coach him. You know what I mean? He's got to be able to understand the fucking, he's got to understand his coaches and where they're coming from and their fucking designs. And if if Kraft so Kraft pretty much demanded Mayo came back. He pretty much uh, Durant demanded that Patricia was not going to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Mike Reese said both those things. He said 
Patricia has to go, even though Belichick wanted Patricia to stay, which could be a knock on him, you know, what was going on there. But yeah. so if we were actually going to do this rebuild, though, it more sense to say, you know what, Bill, like you're letting Mayo walk. You want to bring Patricia back. Like now's the time this- to cut ties. Yeah. And we're going to go with we're going to go with. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Mayo, and then he could have had this year to learn the job before this next year, which we have all this cap space. We have the draft. Like this coming up year, we don't want Mayo to learn on the job now because if he fucks up this, if they fuck up this year, like last year, if you fucked up, nothing was going to change. We're going to be four and 13. Then we're, but if you fuck up this year, now we're four years back again. Yeah. If you don't get the quarterback, if you don't get, or if you stick, if you decide you're going to stick with Mac or you're going to stick with some, you know, relatively young veteran. Um, you hit on a, you better fucking hit on your first round pick and you better hit on some free agents and you better know your fucking, the way you're going to run your offense. Cause you like, don't come at me with like Bill O'Brien offense now. Like, I don't want, like, give me something different. If you're going to be fucking changing, don't come at, don't, I don't want to see fucking screens and fucking, uh, you know, hoss wide juke. Like, let's be fucking for real. If you want us to be start doing fucking weird ass Miami offenses, get fucking get and to it. The Bill O'Brien offense was worse than the Patricia offense. It was. Like, I think that's was clear. I mean, this is the worst offense. Like the offense last year was not even nearly as bad as this year. So, no. yeah, I would say I would say Bill O'Brien has to go. McDaniel's is clearly going with Bill. He has no choice anymore. Yeah. So they're a package deal, and then he's bringing on his defensive coordinator with his sons. So it's like Bill has guys set up. If Mayo stays, who the fuck does Mayo hire? Mayo hasn't exactly. been around the. That's league. what I'm saying. You don't. Like, know. He doesn't have these connections. So I think Bill O'Brien has know. to say. I think he has a contract. Like I don't think he has a place to go. To be honest with you, uh, like he's gonna have to be there. Joe Judge will probably still have to be there. Um, I, mean, I don't know how that works. Maybe they can fucking leave if they want to and just, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe they can just leave. I have no idea how that works contract-wise. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, Gerard's going to have to field a staff. Like, Josh McDaniels was an offensive coordinator for years before he got the head coaching job in fucking Denver. And then he, you know, when he failed there, he still went to be a head, um, an offensive coordinator in St. Louis. So he had you know, experience without Belichick. Then he came back after Jeff Fisher, whoever was the head coach there, got fired. And then, um, you know, he came back in that weird Super Bowl, like, just to, like, be an offensive mind. And then, you know, he took over for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien went to Penn State. 
So, like, he knew all these different coaches, and he had a good staff ready to go to Indianapolis. And they all still went just without Josh. You know what I mean? And then it's just fucking, you know, he took them all, took more guys to Vegas. He said, yeah, Gerard Mayo's going to have to build a staff around, like, his, whatever his picture of, uh, you know, the Patriots looks like. And I don't know what that is. Like, you're going to be... Obviously a Patriots style defense, but what's your offense going to look like? I mean, honestly, don't, like I said, don't come back with that Bill O'Brien Perkins Earhart system, like the option routes. Like it only works when you have, I mean, it only works if you have perfection at quarterback and wide receiver, like brains. It doesn't work obviously at all anymore. Like this, they just can't do it, it without a good quarterback. You know what it feels like? It feels like that. You know, this it feels heavy Jonathan, heavy Jonathan involvement. It feels like yeah. Jonathan is Mayo's guy, um, or whatever, reverse. Mayo's Jonathan's guy, and that Jonathan wants to bring him in, and then he's gonna want to like wield control from the like from ownership level, which is never works. Like, the reason it works so long, so it's like, I don't know, Robert knew to stay out of it and knew let Bill decide. And I'm cooked. So long, Let Bill it was cook. successful. And so if you're going to do it, you really have to do it that way. But it feels like Jonathan wants to keep Mayo and then he's going to be the one that's going to be. I mean, I think this could get like Pats fans are like, this is unacceptable. Like we haven't been, we, we stand. Or, yeah. One, blah, blah, blah. And we haven't seen what being bad is like. Like people should remember what being bad is like. We're going to be the Giants. We're going to have one playoff appearance in 13 years. We're going to be bad for a long time. Yeah, they lost. So they, yeah, okay. They lost fucking whatever, how many games they lost, right? Uh, how many games they lose? 13, fucking who knows? They were 4 and 13. Um, sure, whatever. But like the defense was top five in the league. Now watch as the defense regresses and the offense stays the same. That's what I would like to see this team look like. Because we were losing single-digit games, one-score games, all year long. Even as, as shitty as the offense was, they were losing one-score games. Now what are you going to be looking at when you're losing by fucking 10-plus every single week? Because your offense can't keep up, and then your defense is fucking... Um, is, is, you know, is regressing. And now... You have to put into the the fucking factor of now Bill's going to go to a different team, and we have some pretty high profile free agents that like like Ezekiel Elliott wants to go to a winner. Bill Belichick wants to go to a winner. They'll probably end up in the same place. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Uche, like how do you know how these guys are going to value him? Like you don't know how Gerard right. is going to value fucking Duggar and Uche and fucking. Jennings. Jennings. And we know how we know how um, we know how Kendrick Bourne's going to value it. That was pretty evident on Twitter. Like the amount of outpouring yeah. from the players. Mac Wilson. That's another guy. Like yeah. these guys who both. Guys. It's a lot of guys. Who, like we don't we have it's something like high in talent. Like that is was clearly glaringly missing from this team. But it's it's the Jennings. It's the Mac. Like we are built in the middle really solidly. We it's just always need been the those middle class. Seven to eight guys. Yeah, it's always been that was Bill's calling card was depth. Like the reason the Chargers are shit is they have a zillion dollars, you know, 
allocated to five guys, and yeah, they're great, and they're probably all Hall of Fame players, but then you've got nothing after that. So, like, say fucking, like, Keenan Allen gets hurt. Mike Williams gets hurt. You got nothing. You're down to fucking practice squad wide receivers. Uh, Josh, um, what's it been? Herbert gets hurt. You're fucked. Uh, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa get hurt, which they do every year. You're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, now you got no middle class of the offense, defense. The roster is not set up like that. Like, you got to be able to set it up with depth in mind and get the same type of next man up. I don't know. It's just got to be... Like, you have to make the decision if you're going to stay with the, the, the theme, the do-your-job fucking theme that, that worked for 25 years or completely blow up the Belichick way um, of doing things and change everything. Like, that's why I don't understand the Mayo or the fucking Vrabel hires, even though Vrabel I would like to have over Mayo. But, like, anybody that is connected with Belichick is going to be, like, just a direct fucking... You know, just a direct fucking segue, lack of a better word. It's the same guy. It's the same same theme, same fucking everything. Like, Josh McDaniels couldn't go to any other team because he, all he thought about, every, just, everyone just thinks they're Belichick. You know what I mean? And you're not going to be able to run the team as Belichick if you're not him. So, I just don't know. All right, let me give you some, some coach facts. Head coach, coach facts. of the only regular season 16 and OT. Only coach to win three Super Bowls in four years. Most consecutive playoff victories, 10. Most consecutive victories, 21. Uh, let's see here. Bill's that was a hell of a time to be alive. 86, 90, 2001, 2003, 2004, 14, 18. Conference championships, he won 2001, 2003, 2004, 2007, 2011, 14, 16, 17, 18. Coach of the year, 2003, 2007, 2010. Led the league in wins in 2003, 2007, 2010, 2014, 2016, 2017. Uh, most playoff wins, 30. And longest active NFL coach, 49 years. One more fun fact. Bill Belichick has amassed one of the largest collections of football books in the world, only trailing the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the U.S. Library of Congress. <laughs> Fucking nuts. Uh, I'm going to write a book just so he has it. Um, yeah, and then you think about, like, okay, the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2018. People will look at it and be like, yeah, Brady was on the roster. Okay. They still made the playoffs two years later. Could have made it the year after. Fucking John Harbaugh, who has still a great defense – Lamar Jackson, they have won one playoff game since 2015. One. That's eight years. Actually, nine years. He's won one fucking playoff game. How, how does that happen? And we oust the greatest coach of all time. How do people like that have more patience? Like, why does Baltimore have more patience than Boston has? Why? And like, Why does Pittsburgh have three head coaches since 1960? And Mike Tomlin is getting outclassed by Belichick ever since he's been in the league. There's never been, you know, they beat the Steelers this year. The Steelers somehow made the playoffs. They're dog shit. They're going to lose by 40 to whoever they play. And, like, you're going to tell me that Belichick needs to go, but fucking Tomlin can stay and Harbaugh can stay. Yeah, I get that Tomlin, you know, Harbaugh is the one seed, but what? They'll fuck it up. I, 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 you know, it doesn't matter. I don't know. 
This is why dead man. Uh, this is why the mail the mail firing was so I mean the uh Rabel firing was so shocking because he was one of those coaches that even in a down year you're like, no, Mayo's a good coach. Just get through this year and deal with the next year. Yeah. Where now they like the Titans are about to be fucked. They're gonna be bad. So it's like with Mayo, I mean with um Rabel out there, it seems like it kind of an obvious pick to go. I mean, he is a he's a, a known top. 10 top seven coach yeah how like how do we pass on him i mean we just got rid of a known we just got rid of yeah. one so yeah, why wouldn't we just hire rabel though it feels yeah. too easy but johnson yeah. feels like he has a lot involved in this so now well how about this then now you're gonna fucking usurp gerard mayo who probably thinks he deserves it you know what i mean like the minute you hire rabel you lose mayo mayo's not gonna stay and be the defensive coordinator for for rabel like not gonna happen because like, Kraft probably assured him he was the next man up, but didn't expect Rabel to be fucking fired. So, like, how are you going to explain that to Gerard? Uh, this guy's better than you. He's got more experience. Like, how are we? And then it's going to, you know, who knows? Like, that could fucking unravel so many different fucking ways. I mean. And that is Kraft's, like, the whole thing with the Belichick parting ways was because he wants, he thinks Bill deserves to go wherever he wants. That's why they didn't trade him, because he feels he earned the Right to do right. it. So that is something that cares about what they look like on the outside. But I don't know. At the same time, it's like Rabel is just better. So there, there should never be a head coach in waiting. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it's never happened it's like, because it never works. Because, I mean, Syracuse basketball had a fucking seven head coaches in waiting. But sometimes coaches don't want to fucking retire. And then you just got to fucking, these guys got to go somewhere. So like, Yeah, it's, it's, it's Tony and uh, Junior, Soprano. Yeah. And it's pretty much like the either the, the top guy is going to kill the younger guy, which he tried to, or the younger guy is eventually going to take him out. Yeah. It's, it's, there's only, it's, it's history. It's been going on forever. There's no, there's no in-waiting emperor. No. There's, it's just, I don't know. Whoever, whoever Kraft picks better be the fucking right guy. I, I mean, I could see easily him going with Vrabel and Mayo leaving or there being like some fucking, you know, a fucking contract dispute. Fucking they sue the Krafts. can get ugly because like he probably was, guaranteed something behind the scenes i don't know like who holds or is the custodian of these fucking contracts but i'm sure there's no language in there that's like you're definitely the next head coach but like there's got to you know there might have been a handshake agreement or something like that think about like the flores thing how shitty that is that's like a three-year fucking four-year uh litigation against the league against the miami dolphins and fucking you know think just it can get fucking ugly and i mean i don't think I don't think Kraft envisioned Vrabel being available. So now that he is, I think it's fucking a really tough decision. Because I think that if he wasn't there, Bill would still be. Or fucking Mayo would already be the head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. I also think it's uh, I think it's kind of funny with that Flores thing where like he was just pretty much done with Tua. Like knew Tua wasn't the guy. Yeah. And then now Tua is like kind of on top of the world. But it's still like... <laughs> Let's win a game, win a playoff game yeah. one time. They're going to get smoked so in like, Kansas City. It's going to be like negative yeah. 30. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I, I just feel like Flores deep down knew like Tua wasn't this guy. Like, yeah, yeah he had some nice stats. He had some cute regular season numbers, but like, I don't know. I don't I mean, think it's going to be answer, weird but... to see Bill in that fucking hoodie of whatever team he's coaching next year. You know, and I think it's going to be fucking weird as hell. And people, like, whoever gets him is going to fucking embrace him. He's going to be a fucking folk hero. They'll probably have a fucking parade. You know, I, well, I, imagine... I can't wait to see how the media treats him, too. Like, whatever team he goes to, like, I, I don't know who has harder, like, media. I know New York has got hard media. He's not going to New York, but, like, 
I mean, does Dallas have hard football media? Maybe. I don't know. Like, do they are they gonna fucking be on his ass? Well, they have the national I really media. doubt it. Yeah. National media, the fucking the, who knows. Fucking But I think imagine you're one of these teams like um like Atlanta. How many coaches have they had? Or or Washington who's another one like Yeah. They've had like, I don't know, like ten coaches I can't even name. Or like all these teams that just get these bum coaches and they just cycle them through. It's like, well, at least if you get Bill, you know, you're like, all right, here's something to, like, stabilize the culture of our team. It's the same thing that the Patriots did with fucking Parcells, basically. I mean, the Patriots were so bad, like, the the few years prior, they get Parcells in, and everyone's like, whoa, this guy won Super Bowls. Like, why is he even coming here? And he fucking stabilizes the organization, iron fist, fucking, and people, you know, listened to it, wanted to win, and they did win. And then... You know, and then they go the opposite way. It's always like that. It's like the same thing with the fucking Red Sox, you know. Oh, we're a spending team. Eh, let's fucking calm down. We're not a spending team. Let's spend some more. Like, give away Mookie Betts. We got to save money. Okay, we got to sign some fucking free agents. It's just, it just goes up and down. Like, that's why he went from fucking hard-headed Parcells to players coach Pete Carroll back to Belichick. Now he's going to, you know, what? They're, they're bored of, of the toughness, the fucking hard as nails, you know, do your job, military fucking atmosphere. And then uh, who are you going to go with? Who's a player coach? Is Vrabel a player coach? Maybe. I don't know. I've also heard like a lot of, um, I've heard a lot of people say like, you know, is Bill like the practice is too tough or Bill too is tough on these guys. Like there's a lot of like just regular kind of people. It's like, listen, you haven't been to the gym in four years. You know who who doesn't mind hard practices is guys who are fucking machines who love to work out and love to get pushed and love to compete. You're nothing. You you can't even comprehend what the mindset of a of a to be a pro athlete is. Who like not just like a talented one, like a guy who had to like work crazy hard to get there. So maybe just don't compare you thinking about getting on the elliptical to what pro athletes like to deal with, because pro athletes actually like to compete. Yeah, and it's also a whole thing with the fucking NFL like practice rules now. Like he can't even. You can't, these guys can't fucking stay healthy. They can't fucking, you know, they're winded halfway through games because they can't practice in the summer. It's like, I mean, 15 years ago, they're running fucking three a days in 98 degree heat. And now it's fucking, okay, you can't wear pads on Tuesday and Thursday. It's fucking, you can't hit until fucking October. It's like fucking it, Biden's America. It is Jeez. exactly what it is. Let them all in, right? <laughs> exactly. Pretty soon yeah. there's going to be migrants playing in my NFL. The uh, yeah, I mean the, the stories of all the ex players though were like endless. I mean the Damian Woody one today where you tweet, retweeted where he was like talking about how Bill basically came in and was like, "Hey, you have to get in shape. Set him up with someone down in North Carolina and, and checked in on him weekly." And Damian was like really pushed him, and he was like almost in tears talking about like this was my career. He was like, "If I if Bill didn't do this, I might have never been good." He goes, and then that transition to me into like having a tremendous career because of how hard bill pushed me and it's like yeah and, and uh, brewski had everyone has that my main my main yeah bill. when i retweeted that it was like why weren't these guys combating like the rex ryans or the other guys that have never been in a bill belichick locker room like even even woody would be negative sometimes because i still think he left under like like fucking, I, I still think he left under some weird circumstances. He went to Detroit as a free agent, but I he held a grudge. Went to the Jets, and he's like, "That's all he talks about is the Jets." He played for the Jets for like one year, two years maybe for Rex Ryan, and they're like, he only talks about the Jets. I don't know if he gets paid by the Jets or 
if he's like a fucking analyst for them, but he literally only talks about the Jets. And then he was on their like um he was on their like local like post game stuff for a while. Okay. Well maybe that's why. But anyway, he never talked about the Patriots. And people would like just on ESPN or wherever he was, like just talking shit about Bill, what a piece of shit, you know, fucking He's, he's too hard on the players, blah, 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 blah. But nobody comes to his defense. Nobody ever, like, anybody that's spent, like, more than two weeks in that locker room has a story about what a great guy he is personally. And then, but, like, Woody never came to his defense. Like, okay, you'll get, you're going to expect it from Brewski. You're going to expect it from uh, Randy Moss or Edelman. But you don't, you need it from guys that are, like, in the studio every single day, like Woody or fucking, you know. I need guys like that that fucking can explain to these people that he's not this fucking uh, drill sergeant. Or, you know. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, well, Garrett Blount had one today where he's like, um, like he was thanking him. He's like, yeah. And he's like, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. It's like, yeah, because I don't understand like how these people are so dumb to think like you watch his press conference and think Bill is this miserable fuck. It's like, are you guys just stupid? Like, do you really think that is who he is? You think he walks in practice and he just has that monotone, like, Oh, we're not gonna talk about this. Like, do you really? Would you ever? No one go out to dinner with that guy. You would never <laughs> develop anything professionally. Like, you can't be that person. Like, guy like that. So that would be able to cheat on his wife twice. I mean, this no, guy, no. I mean, come on. You think a guy like a, a boring guy like that could land Linda and then cheat on her? I don't think so. No. So I yeah, but I don't know. Um, Devastating day. Any- this is a tough day. I don't know where do you predict they go here from here. I feel like it's Mayo if I had to guess, uh, which is good because I've been wrong so consistently. <laughs> but I want, uh, I want, I want Rabel. Um, I don't know if there's other candidates really. Is it, I mean, but I don't want Flores one of these. Might like, be. Uh, I mean, those are probably the three guys. I would like. I like him. Yeah. Again. You don't think they go outside their system? No, I don't fucking. I don't think Kraft has the time or the fucking need to like. Or the, or the even, like, he doesn't want to go outside people he knows. Like, I don't think he's going to be interviewing well, coordinators from other teams. I think it's going to be he also, set up already. I think he already knows who it's going to be. Like, he's just thinking I mean, about it. Well, Jonathan pretty much has basically already decided this halfway through the year. But, um, I mean, Robert Kraft is what? He's going to be like 90. He's going to be on an all-soup diet at this point. Yeah, he's old as fuck. I mean, there. he's like mid-eight. That's why halfway why I think he did this. Is he's like, okay, just please win one more before I die. He's like 85 years Do you years know what old. he said? You know what he said? He said, I will never see the run that Billy will never see the run, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit, dude. You don't have 24 don't have years fucking... left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got four years left. There's not even going to be that many Super Bowls, you fucking Nimrod. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I don't disagree. He's I mean, listen, he should have fucking ran it. I just don't understand it for the life of me why you can't run back one more year with a fucking guy under contract, best of all time. Like, it's just, it, it reeks of Bob from Brookline fucking on the phone calling the sports hub. You know what I mean? It just, it reeks of cave to the media, cave to the negativity fans, the fucking press. You know what I mean? It didn't cave, to, it didn't, it didn't read real fans, is what I'm saying. It didn't, read to fucking uh, a poll of your season ticket holders if you wanted to poll the fans it didn't read to that it read to the fucking negativity of the press and the media and that was my main point to tom curran is the negativity glaring at this team uh from fucking every show on tv everything on the radio everything written in the fucking uh boston globe the boston herald is always slanted 
uh, anti-Belichick, and this is what got to him. Like, I don't think that it was, you know, I don't think, if, like I said, if, I, if there was a fucking poll, it would have been 10 to 1 people wanted to keep Belichick. 10 to 1 if you, yeah. if you did all fucking billion people that lives in New England. You know what I mean? And it's, you know what it is? It's the people who think that um, we would have had, we would have done the same thing if Bill was here or if he wasn't with Tom. Yeah. It's those people. It's those people who think it didn't it matter time. who the coach was. It didn't matter any of that shit. Like, whoever was there, Tom was going to do this no matter what. It's like, Tom would have won more Super Bowls. He might not have fucking ever played. Than Bill, like if he was. No, but just saying, like, say you get to, they, he does play, and he's that, like, Tom, Tom I think, probably would have won more Super Bowls than Bill as the coach. If Tom didn't, if Tom didn't have Bill and Bill didn't have Tom, but in the reverse, like they wouldn't have won as many as they did. They won more together than they would have separate. Yeah, even though it would have probably been like more. Tom would have won. Well, maybe you never know because, he would have had a because Tom career. developed into such a dynamic, unstoppable quarterback because he knew the Belichick offense inside and out, and was so dominant in it that like it couldn't be stopped. Didn't matter what it was. Like he was just him and his receivers were lockstep. And you couldn't stop it. Didn't matter because you have a, so many options on every single route. Like it was, in, couldn't stop it. It had. It's impossible to do it. Travis Kelsey talked about it on his podcast like this year. He's like, it's an impossible offense to stop if it's run correctly. Um, and that's what they did. They ran it correctly. So like, I don't know if either of them would win without each other. But um, together, obviously dynamic. But who knows? I mean, well, I think they definitely. Think I think they that. definitely would have. I think they definitely would have each won separately, but I think together, like, I just can't even have that argument anymore of like, oh, is it this or that? It's like, no, they would have been, they both would have been great. Like, they, and then you combine them and it's, that's what you get. You get a dynasty that's never going to be, two dynasties, including in the middle of that, the best team that's never won. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I don't know what more these fans want. I think if you're, I think you're complaining right, about the last four years, like I think you're right though. I, I think just, a lot of it is animosity towards the way that the uh, Brady stuff was handled, and and a lot of it is the the Brady versus Belichick, which they try to dispel like constantly themselves. I mean, Brady had a whole post today saying he wouldn't be even a tenth of the player he was if it wasn't for Bill. Uh, you know, he needed him. If it wasn't for Bill, he'd be nothing. All this shit. A whole long-ass post. Like, just trying to dispel that. But people don't give a fuck. They just think Brady versus Belichick. Who's better? Who's Like, why Why can't they both be the most important? Like, 1A, 1A, 1B. They're the same. They're fucking right and, together. You can't. And Tom cried when uh, he was talking about Bill on his podcast. And Bill choked up talking about Tom and that NFL Network thing. Like, yeah. these guys, like, love each other, like, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of people who make like, you know, $37,000 a year who think that they, their opinion is like, have any idea of the amount of work that goes into anything ever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if you hear Kobe Bryant talk, you're like, I, I'm not even the same person as you. No, like, we're not these the guys who are on the, on the top and they just work way, Bill works harder than anyone else in the league. And so didn't Tom. And that's why they were the best because they just outworked everyone. And no, like they're just they just wanted more, and you had two guys that met at, at the scene. It was just perfect. Was, oh, what a run! A, it was a it was literally lightning in a bottle. So I mean, yeah. there's nothing could be said about it. It's never gonna happen again. I don't want anybody to be. I don't even want anybody to to fucking asterisk it. Like when people say we're probably not gonna see it, you're never going to see it again. 
It doesn't happen like that ever. It was a literally lightning in the bottle. Young head coach that nobody liked or wanted comes because Bob hires him. Uh, they, you know, need a third quarterback or a fourth quarterback. Some quarterback coach says, this is the guy I think is good. And fucking they take him. Turns out he's the greatest player that's ever lived. You know, sixth round, nobody that nobody wanted again. And they're just cut cast off that were just better than everybody, had more heart than anybody, more soul, more need, more want, just hungry dog runs faster. You know what I mean? Fucking it's always that. It's just those two guys were lockstep, wanted to be better than everybody, always wanted to outwork, always wanted to win, just more fire than anybody in the league, you know what I mean? And just had more heart than anybody in the league. And now it's broken up uh, forever. There's no more dynasty. Patriot way is gone. Uh, and now they got to reset it for uh, the golden years of Bob Kraft. Uh, so make sure his next 25 years is as good as the last 25. That was a, that was a nice sign off. Do we want to, uh, that was good. Do we want to tell everyone about uh, what happened to KP? No, I oh, blew him how... off the group chat though. No, well, the YouTube you you you've seen the YouTube channels like um, where like people are just like personally hunting pedophiles themselves. Oh no, I haven't seen this. What uh, happened? You haven't seen these channels? Like they, it's just like regular people. Like they basically do to catch a predator, but it's just like a regular guy, and then they confront the pedophiles. <laughs> That's a good way to get murdered. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's you know apparently KP might have been on a recent episode. Oh no. <laughs> Was he hunting or was so he hunted? Because it makes a difference. You have to find it, but I just want to let you guys know that. that just you know, keep your eyes out. The guy in an yeah. a fucking Arkansas Razorbacks hat and a fucking beard, whatever. There fucking... was a confrontation. Yeah, so just leave sure. it at that. He said, I, "I need to get my gun, but I can't shoot you unless I'm in a tree stand." I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess we'll come back and have a pod when we know for sure what's going on. But just look for me on Twitter. I'm going fucking buck wild. Tom Curran, open invite to have a long-form conversation. Um, with all respect, I'll buy you a beer. No name-calling, as the people on Twitter are doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope everything goes well. I hope the best for Belichick. I'm going to root for him, uh, except when he's playing the Patriots. Same thing I did with uh, Brady, you know what I mean? Just going to root for him, keep my eye on him, and uh, see how it goes. Hopefully, you know, I wish nothing but the best for that guy. I mean, he is, to me, as New England as it gets. I hope he retires here and lives here, and I bump into him on the street and can buy him fucking, I don't know, Laffy Taffy, whatever he wants. I don't know. Um, so, at Brady Disciple, at Malcolm Gopod on Twitter, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Of course, the Discord is open all the time. We're going a little wild on there. That's Malcolm Go Podcast on Discord somewhere. Find it. And, um, yeah, that's it. Sad day. Hope we get the future to look forward to. Just going to hope for the best. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys do too. I mean, what else is there to do? You just got to hope for the best. That's all we can do in this world, right? We're all going to die someday. I don't know. Whatever we say. Go, Pats. Hey, Ty? Yeah. That was, that was lovely. Do your job! Alright, don't try to make too much out of it! Just do your job! 47 eight months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about order! It's about respect! We win this game, you're honored! Your kids are honored! Your family's are honored! We are three! 
back receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh -huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepping up. Warner goes back to throw, and here's the blitz by Mike Brayden. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.